How's everyone doing today? We are back with the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast Edition. No host Shane today. He's enjoying the sun on vacation. So I'm going to fill in as host for him today and pick Grant's brain a little bit. Today we have All-Star Weekend, so we're going to release a little special one and do our mid-season top 32 recruits draft rankings. Let's get to it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's gonna be sick. Grant, how are we doing today? Hey, hey, pumped. It's nice not, to, I, uh, we put a lot of work into it this week, but I think we came up with, uh, with a top 32 that we're both comfortable with. So, uh, uh, I'm, sure, to, uh, I'm sure a lot will change between now and the end of the year. Oh but. yeah, it always does. I mean, it's midterm, right? That's it. So, uh, we're going to go, uh, top 10, uh, then we'll do the 11 to 20. And then we'll do the 21 to 32. So, uh, um, yeah, I don't know if we want to get them up. Do you want to get her, get her up on the screen and we'll, uh, we'll get out. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's put that top 10 up on the list here and we could start going through it. Grant, no surprise at, at who's number one. I think you, me, everyone and their grandmother at this point is in agreement. Uh, Macklin Celebrini belongs at number one. Talk a little bit about him. Well, that's not true. My grandmother thinks Caden uh, <clears throat> Lindstrom should be number one. <laughs> uh, no, actually, my grandmother's... Uh, unfortunately, my grandmothers are no longer with, with us, but that's not a surprise. Uh, it, it's just a surprise that I'm even still with us. So, um, we'll yeah. Take what we can get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, there's just, uh, you know, the, the floor on Macklin Celebrini is... Uh, higher in the ceiling almost you know it's it's above the ceiling it's one of the <laughs> rare times that as you know a floor is above the ceiling um uh, what can you say that uh, hasn't already been said just uh all around first line center is what his upside is um he's gonna he's gonna uh help teams win games regular season playoffs he's gonna put up big point totals in nhl He's going to be a leader. He's going to wear, at the very least, an A, uh, probably before the age of 23 in the NHL, and uh, future captain material from all, from all uh, you know aspects. Uh, just a complete uh, player that is going to that that ha- potentially has the uh, uh, could be a franchise type for for a team. We'll see, but. Uh, when, when your comparisons are somewhere between a Jonathan Taves and a Sidney Crosby, that's, uh, that's awfully, <laughs> that's awfully enticing. That's, that's some good company to keep. And the, and the one word that keeps coming back for me when I'm talking about Celebrini is the intangibles for him. It's not just the on ice skill, yeah. although that the on ice skill is top notch. It's fantastic, but it is the intangibles. It's the leadership it's the two-way play. It's the heart, and you can see it in his body language. He's a teammate, a true teammate. He's a team player. I think this is a guy that that, that you win with, and, and those are some things that, that can't be measured, and, and that's why he's he's sitting at number one. That's a big reason why. 
Absolutely. And uh, although we, we have had a little bit of movement there, we did have uh, Soleyev too for quite a, quite a while. And uh, we bumped him down a couple of spots um, in large part because the other two guys have just been so good. Um, Demidov was, he was out for uh, a couple months with it. I think it was an E injury. So he slid a little bit, but I mean, this looks like it, like it did at the start of the year. You know, I had Celebrini and Demidov at the top. And uh, I think that that's ultimately how it'll likely shake out, even though Demidov is a Russian. Um, he's just quite simply the, the most skilled offensive player in this draft class. Um, I had a look. Uh, I mean, he had that five goal night and we, um, we featured that last last week. If you want to go, if uh, guys want to go back, guys and girls want to go back and have a look at last week's episode and and see the uh, the highlights that we put up, you'll understand why he's two. <laughs> yeah, he and 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 he's someone that because he was hurt. I mean, I, I've only got a chance to really pay attention the last last month or so. I'd say say to him, and he just completely blows my socks off every time I watch him. It's like and he. It's with him. It's which way do you want it? Because whatever way, whatever way you try to cover him, he's going to burn you the other way. You you defend defend the passing lane, and he'll walk around you and score. You defend the shooting lane, he's going to find an open man. His hockey sense in the offensive zone is just out of this world. And and like you said, pure offensive, pure offensive standpoint, he he may be the most talented and skilled player in this draft class. Yeah, he. Uh... I just had a look at his uh, second last game. He played again today. Only had an assist today, so he's uh, he's slumping. You know, he is, and uh, but he had three assists. He followed up his five goal, one assist game with uh, three assists. And I had a look at them, and all three of them were just wow. <laughs> his, uh, he, he, you know, we we saw how how well he can shoot and how well he can deacon score in the in that five goal game. Well. He followed that up with just three assists that were perfect, perfect passes. His vision, his passing skills, his his puck skills are just top of the top of this draft, top of any draft. He's an amazingly skilled player. So um, I can see him. I, I don't see how he's not going to be a point per game plus guy, wherever whatever league he plays in. You know, so uh, I I. I talked to a scout. I sent him. I sent him that uh, that um, five goal game, the highlights, and he he had another look at him, and he was just floored. And he said, "Well, he's one or two. So, uh, you know, I mean, you can argue, you can make the argument if you're looking <laughs> if you're looking for offense, uh, the Demidov uh, is number one. But obviously, the Russian factor will likely." Uh, and and him being a winger as opposed to Celebrini being being center right it, yeah it's, it's it's tough to pass up a number one center yeah it is it is so and I mean with the the comparisons to Taves and Crosby uh, even if Demidov ends up being a higher uh, career regular season point producer in the NHL will he will he help you win cups more than Celebrini that's that's probably the the tiebreaker in addition to the fact that Celebrini's North American. 
Now, speaking of North Americans, we got a big one, a real big one at number three, Caden Lindstrom. Uh, absolute goal-scoring machine for Medicine Hat. Completely, for me, drives drives their offense, really. Um, and there, there's not much to dislike. I mean, you talk about number one centers. What else would you want other than a guy that's 6'4", 205 pounds? Um, what are your thoughts on, on him? Yeah. Well, typically, uh, you know, a guy that's a goal a game or close to it, uh, scorer in junior, 6'4", with his speed, skill, uh, um, grit. You, you put you combine all that in every draft that you know that there's ever been he's a top he's a top five pick all day and usually top three so uh it's hard not to have him um you know right at the top of the of the of the rankings um another guy that i think is going to help you win because uh he's been out what uh 16 games now or something like that and i was having a look I just noticed, you know, Medicine Hat hasn't been winning as often, I found, since he was out. And I had a look at the uh, at the stats, and they're 8-6-2 and two since, uh, since he got injured, which is about a 560 uh, win percentage, I believe. And uh, before that, they were 19-8-2 with him in the lineup. So... <laughs> Uh, that's a big, you know, that's a big gap. Well, it's about 688 win percentage, I believe somewhere in that, uh, 20, sorry, 21, nine and two with him out of the lineup. So in close to, uh, you know, 0.15, uh, difference in, in the uh, win percentage, which is astronomical. It's a difference between being at the top of the standings and being in the middle. So, um, he, he he's going to help you win. And a lot of games, and there's just there's really no strikes about his game either. Um, I, I like his defensive game. Uh, he's a great shooter. I think he's a 35 goal scorer plus at the NHL level in his prime. Uh, and at, at that size, with and you love the edge that he has in his game too. You know, I Absolutely. think he's uh, he's a gamer, and whoever gets him is just uh, fans should be thrilled. Uh, whoever, whatever team ends up picking him, it, it's a good year. It's a good year to pick to pick high for sure. It's not just it's <laughs> yeah. not just well a lot a lot of years you get you get a, a number one and then and then it's who knows right. But I, I do sincerely believe you know much like last year where you had three. I mean you had Bedard obviously, but but two three were real nice consolation prizes last year, and I got the same sense about this year too. Oh, for sure, for sure, and uh, I mean at number four. Uh, you, you know, uh, you get you get a kid that six six uh, that can skate like Salayev. Like last year, it was Will Smith, right? Who would you, who would you rather have uh, if you were picking a six six <laughs> defenseman that, that can defend and, and skate like Salayev, or uh, or the one way offensive? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. There might even about four or five guys in last year's draft I would take over Smith as well. But uh, between between, uh, yeah. between him and Saleev, I mean, give me give me Saleev all day. Now, the, the thing with him, it's hard because he's playing over in Russia. No one except local scouts are getting an in person look at him, and his usage has has varied drastically 
um, from the beginning of the season till, till now. He's been all over the map in terms of how many minutes he's played, what situations he's played. He started off real hot offensively. He's been real cool offensively. Now we're maybe getting a little bit of questions. What are maybe his offensive upside? What might it be? And just how good offensively could he be? Because the size and the skating and his ability to defend, in my mind, are second to none, really, in, in this draft. But but yeah. there are – with he's being used less often, and especially as the season's gone on, his point totals have cooled. So what do you think might yeah. be might be a realistic offensive upside for him? Yeah. Where'd you get that info uh, from about his uh, ice time? Uh, oh, an old scouting yeah. mentor of mine got in my ear about it. Oh, early. okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, might, just... might have been prepping for the pod, right? You stole my thunder. I was going to, you know, I was going to mention you into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, uh, well, it, it's, it's difficult. I mean, he's playing in the KHL. So, you know, it, it, uh, as one scout was saying to me, it's really hard to project just how good he's going to be offensively. Uh, sure. He's not putting up points now and he's not getting a lot of, uh, scoring chances per se. So to look at the stats and to try to project is tough. So you got to actually watch the player. And I, I've been trying to do that. I mean, there's a lot of guys to look at, but I did have another look at Saleh of this week and he, I don't think he's going to score a lot of goals with a shot. It's not a, it's not a poor shot by any means, but for a six, six guy, he doesn't have a cannon. We'll put it that way. You know, he kind of loops him, lobs him in there. Um, so I don't think you're going to see him scoring goals from the point with a shot too often. Um, he's not, you know, he's not a Parekh out there, there, Buen that uh, walks the line and breaks ankles. He's not going to be doing that, find the shooting lanes and get it through. Um, I don't think he's a an elite passer in the offensive zone either, although I do like his outlet passing. Uh, in part because he just, with his size and skating ability, and uh, you know, uh, ability to protect puck, pucks, he 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 finds time right to make the right play, and he's poised. And his first pass in the off in the uh, defensive zone is really good, um, and it's one of the reasons why he's so high in the draft. I think because he's very safe. I don't think you you're, you're going to see a defenseman that costs a puck up very much. And when his one-on-one defending is uh, there, there's no one comes close. I don't think in this draft class when it comes to that. So, very appealing uh, prospect as far as uh, he could be and probably will be an elite shutdown defenseman in the NHL that kills uh, munches a lot of minutes when you're you know you're protecting a a, a one goal lead or a two goal lead or uh, on the PK. He's going to be out there and lead the way. Um, the the only thing, I think the other guys and uh, uh, well, we've got six defensemen in a row here, right? Yeah. But, uh, Perek, Dickinson, Yakumchuk, Levshunov, all those guys, even Boyum, uh, aren't far. You know, there was a gap for a while, I thought, and in part because Leyev started out second pairing he had six points his first six games 10 points his first 24 you know you were seeing more offense from him uh he was and now he's i mean last 
I looked at the stats yesterday and he didn't play at all. Um, the game before that or two before he played three minutes and he played one shift, you know, three out of the last four games, the most he played was three minutes in a game. So you like typically like to see the, the defenseman progressing as year goes along. Now I understand, you know, you have to factor in the, that he's playing in the KHL and it's getting down to the crunch and exactly uh, and all that. So it's, you it's don't. It's not a developmental league. The coaches there are to win. Right, right. That and even though his minutes are down, it's still like you said, it's still impressive that he is in that top league as a seventy-year-old, as a gangly seventy-year-old at that. Yeah, no. And uh, the other thing that, I mean, I was I, I took a deep dive into him this week, and uh, he said four minor penalties this year, and none of them were for. <laughs> for being mean in any right. regard. And he doesn't clear guys out of the front of the net hard ever. It's more contained and uh, he doesn't even necessarily push them really. Uh, he hasn't had a cross-checking penalty, a slashing penalty, a uh, um, roughing penalty uh, all year long. And now when you're that size, and again, qualify it with saying that he's playing against men, right, at that age and, and what have you, but, KHL's full of a lot of five nine guys, and you'd like to see just every now and then that you know he gets a little mean out there. And now, which tells you that he's not naturally mean. I don't think that's in him. And uh, typically, you're drafting top five, and you're you're drafting a defensive what what likely projects to be a defensive defenseman. You you want to see a little jam there, you know. And at the end of the day, if uh, we keep looking at him. His ice time doesn't go up. Uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, maybe some mistakes creep in as we get into the playoffs and stuff. You might see a couple of these guys jump ahead of him. I yeah, mean, they're, and that's they're, they're safer picks, right? They're not. They're Canadian. They're Canadians. You know what you're getting more so. You know that you have more of a say in their development. And uh, as I say, I think the gap between Selev and the other defenseman has closed for me, and it's uh, it's a lot closer than it was before. I, I'm getting to that point as well where I'm ready to take these six names and throw them into a blender and see which way they come out. They are all they're fairly they're fairly unique prospects each. Like not two one, not two are exactly the same. And I do think, and you always hear that the manager take the best player available, take the best player available, but people need to realize just how close these guys are as prospects. And it may come down to what style might fit a certain team a little bit better. Because I guarantee you, 32 teams have these six defensemen in all different orders. And, and they would be justified in, in doing those pertaining to whatever game they may have seen or how it fits in, into their team's philosophy, truly. One guy who may, who may get a lot of different opinions, although I think the opinions are starting to come more together on him, one of my favorite players is, is Zane Parekh. And this guy might be, we have him at number five, and he might just be, well, in my opinion, he is the top offensive defenseman in this draft. You want to talk dynamic. Like, this is a guy that is absolutely dynamic, pacing for over 100 yeah. points in the OHL. He's setting goal records. He's controls the play. The puck follows him around the ice. And as a Suns fan, it is my absolute dream to see this guy skating the line beside Jake Sanderson one day on the Ottawa Sanders first pair. So, Steos, if you're listening, please, for the love of God, take this guy. 
<laughs> Donnie Boyd. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's the right defenseman too. And that's the other that's thing right. where, you know, at the end of the day, if, if, if a team has a need for a right defenseman over the left, and that's usually the case, and the guys are pretty much tied as far as on their rankings go, the nod might go to the right defenseman too, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that could be Yakumchuk too. It could be Lev Shunov. Um, all these guys are close, I think. Um, I, like you say, uh, one team could have this completely reversed almost, you know? No, 100%. Uh, and I, I, the other thing too is Soleil. It, people aren't getting live viewings, you know, from North America. Yeah. Aren't getting live viewings of them too. Possibly and the top pick. What's that? So it's it's tough to invest a super super high pick on a guy well, that I've never seen that's it, and it's another reason why they're the gap I think is close for these guys. Um, Perek, I mean, hey, I don't know how many uh, texts I got from you saying this guy's got to be hired. Uh, what do you, you know, <laughs> la, la, la. Uh, you know, it was uh, uh, almost got to the point of nagging at one point there. You know, and it's just just be, settle down. We'll you know. It's early. It's early. I don't know how many times I texted you that. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter where we have them ranked in December. It's where we have them ranked in in May, and even now, like this is going to change, right? Certainly, this Certainly, is a mid. Yeah. This is a midterm ranking, and there'll be changes. Uh, there'll be guys that are in the top ten here that aren't in May. I can guarantee you that, yep. and vice versa. So, but I mean. As I explained to you at the time, and uh, I mean, Perex, not only has he taken another step offensively since, uh, you know, we had him in the 15 range where all of my friends in the, you know, that that scout in the NHL thought that that's where he should be, 15, 15 or back. And I always uh, respect their opinions, but they came around on him and uh, we kept watching him. When I was looking at him, all of these scouting reports that I got from the NHL guys saying that he can't defend, uh, I thought they were overblown. And you, you, I mean, you thought that from day from the first time you watched him. But there's been an improvement in his defensive game as the years gone along. And we both never saw that he didn't compete. He competes. Yeah. Uh, and all reports, you know, all the NHL guys have talked to the coaches. They've done their due diligence. They've, you know, there was always the whispers about, is he the next Merkley? Is he the next Merkley? And all the NHL guys done their, you know, have interviewed him, guaranteed. He's probably been interviewed more than any prospect in the draft because they want to see what kind of personality, what kind of character he has. And he... He always says the right things. He says, no, I'm not Merkley. <laughs> yeah, I care about defense. Yeah, I listen. And his coach says the same thing. And all the scouts, I've not heard one poor character report on this kid. Good, Great family, great kid, the whole work. So, uh, you, you know, we can officially quash those comparisons to Ryan Merkley because he's uh, he competes harder defensively. He cares. Uh, he's got better defensive hockey sense than Merkley. Yeah, is there stuff to work on? Sure. But, uh, I mean, a, an NHL guy said it well to me. He said he was always the big wheel. Like, uh, he didn't have to, you know, when he's <laughs> minor hockey going up, 
he was just so much better than everybody else that he didn't have to worry about defense. He had the puck all the time. Yeah, well, and, it's hard to, hard to learn defense when you're never having to defend. Well, exactly. So, I mean, it, now it's, you know, and it'll only get, uh, as the season goes on and then the playoffs, the important games, he, he, he knows if, you know, he knows he's going to have to defend. They want to win, right? And he's going to the Memorial Cup too. So, it's an ideal, perfect situation for this kid to uh, to show the scouting world that yes, uh, my defense is fine, and and we both see his feet, right? His skating. Yeah, I mean it, it's similar. Makar had similar knocks in his draft year. Like, oh, I don't know, he doesn't defend very much. Well, does Makar defend now? I mean, yeah. I mean he's, he's, he's fine defensively. Game. Yeah, right. Because of his because of his skating and his competitiveness, and Perex got the same deal. So it's just I think it's just a matter of time, uh, teaching, experience, uh, you know, dedicating himself defensively. He's going to be fine defensively because he's got the he's got the smarts, he's got the competitiveness, and he's got the skating ability. So I I I, uh, complete, I completely agree. I, I think I think we're looking at a legitimate star player. Um, yeah, well, he's going to run a power play in the NHL. Uh, he might be a point-per-game guy the odd year. Uh, I mean, he's he's about to score. A, he's on pace for 100 points this year in the OHL. So, uh, you know. He, every, uh, every time I watch him, he, he does something that just completely drops yeah, the draw, well, honestly. He's so poised with the puck and just uh, makes plays. Yeah, yeah he, it's great. So uh, we moved him, you know, just kept – I kept inching him up, right, I think the last uh, month ago we had him nine, ten, nine, then it was eight, seven, ah, Frank, five. Let's so now, put him there, and and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up four. I I completely agree. So we we got a few more defensemen to cover here in the top top ten. Sam Dickinson uh, with the London Knights, guy who for my money may have the highest floor amongst this group of defensemen. I I don't have hardly mm-hmm. any questions about his game. I I don't know that he's necessarily has the same sort of upside as as Parekh. He doesn't have the, you know, he's not six foot six like like Saleev, but I think this is a guy that, you know, if you're in a spot where you have you need a left defense and you have a chance to add him, you just sometimes there's just guys you don't need to overthink it. You don't need to overthink it. You draft him and in two or three years you're going to be able to plug him and play for 22 plus a night for about a decade. Yeah. Um it's funny I've gotten a couple of I mean, you know, the NHL guys can get a little picky, but he said he can be pretty lax in his own end. Now, uh, like he, there have been, and I've seen it too, games where he's maybe he's turned the puck over a few times and he hasn't necessarily been stout defensively. Um, And part of it too is being just, you know, uh, maybe trying a little too, much to impress out there because he's it's his draft year right we've seen it <laughs> we've seen it forever where, where a guy can be a, uh just maybe not play exactly how you'd like him to play because he's maybe trying to impress a little too much right but uh um i had him uh had a scout that uh, compared him to noah hannafin yeah um i, I think was- that's a that's a pretty decent comp. It's, it's, uh, it, it is the name that I had in my mind as well for, for, for a comparison. 
And I feel like the Hannafin comparison gets thrown out all the time as soon as you have a defenseman that you think is going to be top four, not necessarily crazy offensive, but just so good all around that he's he's plug and play. And sometimes it comes off like people think it's an, it's a bad thing almost, but I mean, Hannafin's a hell of a player, is he not? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, like here's some of these saying, like maybe he uh, shoots uh, – Shoots a little too often, overemphasizes the shot, but he has a great shot, you know. Uh, needs to get a little more physically involved, but I think it all comes into his game as he matures. Uh, so, you, you know, there it might be nitpicking a bit, but he has all of the, you know, he has the potential to be a really good defensive defenseman and a, and a decent offensive defenseman. So a two-way yeah. guy, right? That yeah. I think he'll be a minute muncher. I think he's a top three defenseman all day at the NHL level once he uh, matures. So that's uh, and and then again he's in. Where is he playing? Right? Who's who's uh, mentoring? Factory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The London Factory. So he's only going to get better. You know, uh, he's a safe top ten pick. He's going somewhere in the top ten. Now Yakumchuk and Levshinov. These are guys that we we've, we've both kind of gone back and forth several times. Talk a little bit about what they're bringing to the table here. Yeah. Well, Yakim Chuck's the big riser and Buem or buy him. I don't know. I sell him, buy him. I've I've heard different uh, pronunciations on that. We'll go with Buem. Yakim Chuck was uh, 11 to 15. um, And uh, he made a good rise here. Now, part of it was you don't typically uh, put too much emphasis on on top prospect game, but in his in his instance, uh, there were there were some guys that had knocks on his skating. I've heard it, heard it, heard it from the NHL guys that are seeing him at the rink. Even though we watched him on video and didn't really think that he had skating issues or, or nothing nothing that was a fatal flaw by any means. So I thought it was important for him to have a good top prospect game where the pace is high, where it's all the most skilled uh, junior uh, draft eligible juniors playing in a high pace game. And he stood out. He had no problem with the pace. In fact, he excelled in that game. Uh, Talking to NHL scouts a lot since they've, even the guys that did have some issue with the skating, they don't, uh, they, they're no longer saying, yeah, it, it's a concern to me. I think it'll be fine is what you typically hear. Just got to get stronger, right? He's a big yep. kid. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but he's got a bomb of a shot, absolute laser. Um, so that, you know, they, they play the shot and, and he's got the passing option, right? Um, so he's also got really good vision and passing skills. So offensively, he's going to, he, he may not run a power play, but I think he can, he's got the upside to be uh, on the top pairing, uh, um, power play, the NHL level. He's six, two needs to work on his skating, needs to get stronger, needs to learn to defend a little better, but that's all he's got all of that potential he's yeah. an impact player every game he impacts 
you see him and he's in the middle of everything. And uh, that's a, you know, 17, 18 year old kid that uh, that size that's doing that. You, yeah, you can't help but love the, love the potential imp- of this kid. It's impressive. And I agree with you. He might not be the guy at the top in the middle of the blue line, actually being the, the quarterback there on the power play, but put him in one of those two bumper spots in a one-timer position. And I think he could, he could play that role quite effectively. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, Lev Shunov, we've got a, uh, th- there's some uh, divergence there with Lev Shunov. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of guys have him top five. And um, I mean, Hey, six, two defenseman that can skate. He's a horse. Um, <laughs> he's putting up good points, right. As a college freshman. So when you just look at all the, you know, uh, the basics uh you understand why he's top 10 right it's it's oh, it's, sure. it's kind of it's easy but um you, you have to look at these guys away from the puck and i i've i've always had a bit of an issue with his i think he's uh like for no reason at all they they'll be they're they're up a goal with 5 minutes left uh his defense partner will have the puck in his zone and he'll take off you know, yes, kick off down, and you. What are you doing? You and that's know, like, my, and that's my drawback with him is that he needs to be a little bit better at picking his spots when to go because he has the ability to go and 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 make truly game breaking type plays. But yeah. but there is some some nuance there that needs to be learned on on when to do it, when to jump, when to hang back, and it's not all the time looking for an opportunity. Sometimes you yeah. need to be a little situationally aware and you know just be a defenseman for a few minutes well i mean he, he's got a great he's got a very high floor too right Certainly. just like Dick, just like dickinson yep uh but there are some uh <laughs> it, like he's gonna play obviously but uh he may cost you a few games here and there and that there's got to be a little concern with that and you you wonder about the hockey sense a little bit at least um i mean he's still a great prospect and in last year's draft you know i I take him over will smith right so i mean (laughs) uh you know it's just a just liking the other guys a little more really at this point there's it's no they're all very good prospects so certainly it's not that he's got all the ability in the world and i'd rather try to rein a guy in that has the ability to do it than to try to teach the ability to a guy who doesn't have it because you can't teach his his yeah. ability he, he just it's it's there and he has it but at the same time he's he's a little bit of a stallion in the, in the sense that he you know he's a little wild horse likes to run around and he needs, he needs a coach to maybe rein him in and, it, yeah. and if, he, if he can get that kind of control then then i see all the reason in the world why why he might be a top five pick because the tools yeah. are there yeah i'm not crazy about his defensive play his play away from the puck that's got to come. I think his his reads aren't great. He's uh, he can be out of out of position. Uh, all that stuff. I mean, to a certain degree, it's coachable. But if there if there is a little bit of a hockey sense issue, that's not always coachable, right? <laughs> so yeah. that that would be my only caveat on this kid, and that would be the main reason why I've got the other those other four defensemen just ahead of him at this point. Yeah, nope, fair, fair enough. I, I completely agree with that take on him. I, I am a big fan of him, but I'm a big fan of a lot of guys in this draft. Um, yeah. 
especially especially on the back end. There's so many. Zeev Boyum for Denver in the NCAA. What what's your take on him here? Boyum. Okay, let's go with that. Boyum. 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 I apologize, Zeev, if you if you ever listen. Yeah, to this. no, I've got to I've got to listen. I mean, I've heard different ones, so you know, I'm not exactly sure which. We're gonna get we're gonna get on Duolingo here soon and figure this out. Yeah, exactly. You know, Zeev, we'll call him. Yeah, big Z. Yeah. Zeev, or Z. You know, well, of course, that's what they call Zane as well. Uh, is Z. So, um, ZB <laughs> is uh, we've got him listed at six foot there, and there's been some discrepancies on that. That, uh, um, I mean, last year he was five ten, five eleven. Uh, we've seen him listed at 6'2". Typically, I don't know what it is about NCAA and their listings, but they, you know, they tend to uh, overblow it. Maybe not just an inch like uh, <laughs> like elite prospect and those, uh, but they actually get maybe two inches taller than he was. But um, we're going to say that he's 6'1". And I, I think he's somewhere between a 6' foot and 6'1" which is almost prototypical offensive yep. defenseman height, right? Uh, they aren't typically 6'3 plus. They're somewhere between 5'11 and 6'2, six, six and that's what he is. So uh, there's not an issue with, with, his, with his size. Um, but, boy, uh, he's he, uh, he walks the line. He's an ankle breaker, one of those, uh, you know, similar to Perek when it comes to uh, – the offensive zone. I think he's going to run a power play at the NHL level. Um, very good, very excellent lateral agility. Walks the line, finds the passing lanes and the shooting lanes. Um, jumps up into the plays at the right time. A very good offensive defenseman that's putting up really good points. Another guy just like Lev Shunov that as a freshman is putting up great point totals. In a lot of years, He's probably top five, you know, another guy that you'd probably been looking at top five last year. So I found one thing for him is that he was, he was a little stronger than I expected him to be carrying his ability to, to kind of shield defenders off when he's attacking and, and actually protect the puck and maintain possession when, when bigger guys, two, three, four years older than him are, are coming on him. That's something that really impressed me and stood out when I was watching him. Yeah. And and I mean he he made the uh, U.S. team right. Not many draft eligible guys make the World Juniors on the U.S. And he was good there too, right? So uh, and then uh, we're gonna have to pick it up here a bit. We're almost up to forty minutes already. Uh, and Yellow's gonna be gonna be storming. We're only up to ten, and we got thirty two to go. So. I think we'll have to pick it up after the top ten. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's fine. The top ten, <laughs> top ten. You want to cover each guy in the top ten? We can go through the, the next ones a little quicker. Yeah, but, yeah. But we'll have to. If if Perek is my personal darling of this draft, again, might be my second. I really, really, really like this kid and how he plays. He is a excellent, excellent goal scoring winger, and there, there's not much. There's not much. Maybe you could pick his playmaking is is not truly elite, but he works. He's competitive. He can really, really shoot the puck. He digs. He gets after the loose stuff. He's not cheating. 
I can't say enough good things. If, if you need a if you need a top top six top six goal scoring winger, this guy in, in my mind is, is as good as they're going to come. Yeah, and uh, seems like NHL scouts, uh, a lot of them haven't learned the Aginla lesson yet. Um, Jerome didn't go in the top ten, and uh, he should have. <laughs> should have been top three, maybe first overall in his draft year. And um, seems like a lot of them don't have Aginla in the top fifteen this year. Um, well, to to your point that you made at the beginning, it, it, it's midterm. And, and a lot can change. And, and Aginla has risen on the majority. I mean, he wasn't even being talked about necessarily as a first rounder in September, right? Yeah. So, he, he, he wasn't at the Holinka. He didn't even get picked for the Holinka team. So, right? Yeah. I mean, I had him, I don't know, 60 going into the year. Yep. He played in Seattle last year and he was, he was a spare player because they were, they were a Memorial Cup team. So, you know, he got traded. He got opportunity this year. I mean, I went back and looked at, at at the video on him, and even when he only played a bit last year, he's like, "Holy geez, why is this guy not in top sixty lists?" And I, I put him, you know, fifties or something to start the year. And then you're watching him, and he's scoring, and you kept just kept moving him up, right? Yeah. But a lot of NHL scouts haven't seen a lot of them that are crossover guys that are out east. But, uh, I mean, there's Western League scouts that don't even have them in their top 20 NHL guys. So uh, we have yet to figure out why, you know, what it is that they're seeing that we don't, and that's fine. Uh, we're, you know, we're not always going to have the same opinions as as uh, some of the NHL scouts. and. Uh, at the end of the day, we'll see who's right. But uh, well, I mean, you know, scouts don't even have the same opinions as as each other, right? One guy might have them twenty five, another guy <laughs> could have them higher than we do. There's well, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I talk to a lot of NHL scouts, and only one that I know of has them in the top ten. Uh, but hey, we've got backing, right? So that's three of <laughs> that's three of us that 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 like them top ten. So that's good enough for me. Well, that's that's it. I'm for what it's worth. I'm I'm a massive fan of of his game. I think. No, me too. I, like we yeah. both are. I wouldn't have him top ten if I if I didn't, you know, if I didn't agree with you. I, I think he's uh, he 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 impacts the game. He's always uh, in on the play. Um, you know, he the puck seems to follow him around. He's he's got a nose for the puck. He competes. Very very good skater. Great shot. He's going to score goals. He's He looks like he'll be a – in a good NHL year, he'll be a 30-goal scorer. Yeah, right? I, I, and, I agree, I agree yeah. with that completely. And there is something to be said about growing up around the game too. You, you, have, a, you have a Hall of Fame dad. You're going to have an advantage learning things at a younger age and, and being part of that. And, you know – there, there's another there's another power forward from the from the 90s and 2000s it's got a couple boys in the NHL that turned out to be pretty good players as well right so there you go yeah no I agree okay, okay. let's move on let's go 11 to 20 here yeah we'll talk quicker <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I'll let yeah. you I'll let you run through the two Americans here because you've seen them a lot more than me yeah uh well obviously the guy that's that's been dropping is Eisenman. You see, uh, there's still lists that have them, I think probably two or three. And, uh, um, does button Craig button still have them like 
I think he might have him top three still, you know. So, or even Bob, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think, I think Bob had Bob. I think he was fourth. Had him four. There you go. Yeah. So, I think that that you know Bob pulled people a few weeks back now, but certainly the trend, the NHL guys are, are you know feel the same way that that we do that he's dropping some, uh, yeah. and it, it's it's. It has to do with just his all-around game. Uh, I had an NHL scout say it, <laughs> say it nicely to me. He said, "We always uh, we we tend to find flaws in the in the goal scorers, right? We don't like the goal scorers' uh, game away from the puck because they're typically that's they just love to score goals, so they're not <laughs> they're not great passers because they want to shoot." Um, Eisenman can make plays. It's not like he's he's selfish in that way, really. But uh, away from the puck, there are concerns. And if he's not scoring goals, there are games where he doesn't accomplish a heck of a lot. Um, he's 5'11", winger. Um, if you're a one-trick pony, as they call it there, uh, to a certain extent at some points, and you're not prototypical size, uh, there's there's a good chance you're not going in the top ten uh, in a strong top ten draft year, even if uh, you might be a thirty goal scorer at the NHL level. So it, again, it's more a case of there just being ten or eleven other guys that are really really good prospects. Otherwise, in a typical draft year. Like even last year, Eisenman's in the top five uh, discussion for sure, because because he could be a thirty plus goal scorer yeah. in the NHL. So that's why he's dropping uh, Connolly. If there's anybody that can crack the top ten, I think down the stretch here it might be that might be this kid because he he could be one of the five most skilled players in this draft class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got really, and again, you know, uh, about a, I don't know, like these aren't necessarily updated weights. I don't know that he still weighs 165, but if he doesn't, it's not much more. Um, so he's a little bit slight, uh, but he does compete. Like he, yep. he works hard away from the puck. So there's no real issue on that. He's got to, he's got to play better defensively, but that's, Hey, he's a teenager. How many teenagers do you say that about, right? Uh, well, especially especially high flying off and offensive wingers. You know, yeah, it's pretty, sure. pretty pretty common criticism of them that they need to be a little yeah. bit better better two way. And he's no different. But like you said, just in terms of pure offensive skill and ability, I mean, he he really pops. Yeah, and uh, uh, criticism with him with the puck is that he overhandles it at times and stuff. And at the NHL level, that's not going to work because he'll get checked. Like yeah. he's not going to dangle through. He's not going to go end to end too often in the NHL level. I don't care how skilled you are. They're just players are just too good, and uh, he'll learn that quick enough. He'll be benched pretty quickly and 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 get the message if you know if he's doing that in the NHL. And hopefully he figures that all out. But uh, so so there's minor question marks with him in in that regard. Size. Uh, Overhandling the puck, uh, got it. Got to improve defensively, get stronger. But hey, 
he puts it all together. Um, another guy that can be a 30 plus goal scorer year in, year out at the NHL level. And, uh, and, and he can also make plays. So a, a very good offensive prospect. Right on. So next up, Consta Hellenius, Yurka at Liga, 5'11", 175-pound centerman. Fair to call him pretty cerebral, good two-way centerman. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Very skilled. Um, I mean, he's playing a top-two center role in Liga in his draft year, and that's very uncommon. Um, I think he was top 10 on a lot of lists going into the world juniors. And even though, <laughs> I mean, he played first line center role at the world juniors for, for Finland, which in itself is pretty impressive. He didn't stand out maybe like, like we had hoped. Yeah. Uh, and, and he, again, some other guys like Yakim Chuck and, and boy, him uh, just, moved ahead of him at this point more so than him, you know, really dropping all that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's anything that he's played negative in, in any sort of way, but for me, when I watched him, I did have a little bit of questions as to what sort of offensive upside he really has. I don't know. I don't know that I see a future point of game player there, Yeah, which, yeah. which, which might, you know, he, he might be better suited for, for a second line role. Um, rather than rather than a, a first, which which may you know for for me sort of that's kind of what what kept him out of my personal top top ten, which which matches the one that we have up there. Anywho, but you know that 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 was for me. I see him as a really smart, good two way, could be a good number two, but I don't see I don't see the tools there to project as a number one. And you know, for me, that keeps him just just outside of the top. Yeah, and uh, you know, but going off of. Uh... Uh, off of the world juniors uh, as a draft eligible, we, you know, there's been a lot of guys that, that ended up becoming uh, really good point producers at the NHL level that it, at the world juniors didn't accomplish a lot offensively. So no, it's uh, a short, it's a short tournament too. You can't put that yeah. much. Stuff in it. And I don't mean to say that he, that he's devoid of offense. I mean, I, I do think he can be a very productive forward at the NHL yeah. level. I, I just don't see an 85 point player yeah. there. Well, not based off of the World Juniors, but we're going to get a look. We're going to get more looks at him down the stretch here uh, in Liga, and and we'll see. You know, and with, mean, a strong, he, with a strong finish, being with a strong finish to the year, sure. is he could he could jump back up into that top ten just as easily. Yeah, he could if he if he has a good uh, good playoff at Liga level, uh, puts up points. You, you can see him. You could definitely see him go back up into the top ten. So, and then. Uh, Green Tree, uh, <laughs> well, we saw it there, right? It's funny, that game you were at, uh, first period, you know, I got the, uh, uh, not crazy about him tweet, and and then he had that third period where he just took over the game, right? I, think, I think that game I gave you about every single facial expression <laughs> that, that I had in the book. The first period, I'm like, are you kidding me with this guy? And then by the third, I'm like, are you kidding me with this guy? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, two different. It's like he switched players at intermission with someone, and a superstar came out on the ice for the second <laughs> and third period. And he come, and I, I was not impressed at all the start. And then I came away. I'm like, oh my goodness! Like this guy, 
this guy's tools and like his upside, if he ever puts it all together on a consistent basis, I mean, there's a real, real tantalizing package there. Yeah, for sure. And um, uh, the the biggest knock on him is consistency. And I mean, you saw that in that one game, right? Yeah. Where he he wasn't consistent. I've seen him do the other. I've seen him do that in about three other games that I've watched yeah. video as well, where it's just one shift. I'm like, just get off the ice, and the next shift, I'm like, someone get this guy the puck right now because he's gonna do something. Yeah, fun. yeah. Well, like you know, defensively, he's, you know, he he uh, he's got not the hardest, not yeah. the hardest back checker. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to commit defensively yet. He's a little tentative uh, at times. You know. Uh, um, he's maybe not the hardest guy, but give him the puck in the offensive zone. Try to get it from him. Yeah, good luck. You know, he he's big boy. He protects the puck well. He's really good puck skills. Uh, he, he projects to be a top six forward uh, if it all comes together. You, you can get him to play a little more consistently and with a little more jab. He could be a good big top six forward. So that. That's top fifteen all day in most drafts. Yeah, I I agree, and and his 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 sense and vision in the ozone with the puck on the stick is just it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to watch when he gets in his zone. Yeah, and Catton, uh, uh, fifteen. You know he's uh, oh a little undersized. I think he's five ten three quarters, and uh, we saw it with Brad Braden Yeager last year. Started off the year top ten. Had a great, just like Katni, had a great Halenka, and uh, you know he was top five in some lists. But the more you look at him, the more you're trying to project: can he be an, an offensive guy at the NHL level that's close to a point a game? Can he play against other teams' top two centers at the NHL level? Maybe, uh, but he's uh, he's not a hard nosed uh undersized centerman but he's skilled very skilled he can he can bury the biscuit he can pass the puck very good vision and smart so um can he be a middle line center probably and that gets you you know somewhere in the teens at typically so um i think he can overcome the the size issue to a certain degree at the NHL level, but will he, is he a surefire top two center going forward? That's the question. And that's why I don't think he'll be a top 10 pick, but another guy, again, the playoffs will be important for him. If he has a really good playoff, you never know. He might, uh, he might sneak up into the top 10. I know Bob had him 10th on his ranking. So there are NHL teams that like him, like him in that range, and uh, we'll see. Michael Negard, number sixteen. Yeah, G- give us your sixty-second elevator pitch on on him. I, I haven't <laughs> seen him. I haven't seen him a ton. Like I, yeah, you know, I'm gonna defer to you on on the Euros here for the for the most part here. Yeah. So, well, there's some divergence there. I don't I don't know that he had a great uh, World Junior, but I think you have to consider that he played on a. You know, a team that Nor- Norwegian team that shouldn't have probably been there, that yeah. was outclassed, and it's his draft year, and you can't expect a kid on a on a team as poor as they were uh, at the World Juniors at 
in his draft year to uh, to excel. Um, I thought he was fine, but I think he dropped a bit on some lists. I, I find him to be um, – there aren't a lot of holes in his game other than uh, the skating for some yeah. guys is a bit of an issue. Yeah, uh, a little bit for sure. Skates on his inside edges is what one scout told me today, which – don't know if I've heard that one too often, but uh, okay. That's a, pretty, that's a pretty specific. <laughs> yeah. I certainly don't see that on video. You know, you'd have to, you'd have to be at the rink to, <laughs> to uh, nail that down. But uh, uh, you know, he's playing in an Alsvenskin. He's, I think he's a solid all around prospect. Um, did have him top 10 early, but uh, cooled on him a little bit. And we moved him back to the mid mid teens for now. Now, a guy who started at the World Juniors and who I was personally really excited to see how he matched up in, in that tournament, but and his, his older brother was a top 10 pick, Adam Juracek. Yeah, it's funny. I, 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 watched, uh, I watched a game in, his, you know, in the men's league and he got absolutely clocked just a, a couple of weeks before the World Juniors. And I thought, there's no way this kid's going to be playing. And he ended up playing. I guess he didn't have much of a concussion, but he was certainly out like a light there for a while. Uh, very skinny. You know, he's got to put on yeah. weight. I don't think he should be even playing in in uh, in the Czech League. We got him down as junior here. I think that's probably, you know, that's where I want him to be, but that's not where he is. Uh, big against growing men at 160 pounds. Well, that's it, you know. And um, it, it but then he went to the world juniors and same thing, you know, just first couple of shifts and then he gets hurt. Uh, so there'll be a little bit of a durability question mark there. He's going to have to get stronger, but fairly safe pick. I think in, in that he's considered to be a decent two way defenseman that uh, good size, uh, good, good skater, good skill. So um, he's likely going to be a top 20 pick somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it would be hard. It would be hard to pass on him given given the kind of tools that you saw early in the year, despite the fact that he hasn't played since Christmas. Yeah, that's right. And Hemming, he was at the World Juniors, but fourth line role, so he didn't really get. But you saw glimpses of it. He, he's a big kid that can skate. Um, I think he he plays a North American style pretty well. Yeah, he's, I think he's uh, he's got a lot of tools. And uh good shot, uh good along the boards. So there's yeah, things strong, like that. Strong, strong and physical and a good shot yeah. are, are what, what jumped out at me when I when I took a look at him. Good. And yeah. you can't expect these kids, especially on the stronger teams, like it's a nineteen year old tournament, just to be on the roster at seventeen is a feather yeah. is a feather in your cap, you know. And let, it's not often that a seventeen year old goes and, and really stands out. At the, at the World of Juniors, so I'm not ever I'm not ever docking guys in their draft year for how they look at the at the World of Juniors. It, it can only serve to kind of help them. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, Seneki at 19. Yeah, yeah back to the old job, back in Seneki. Yeah, yeah. No, he uh, we moved him up a little bit. I mean, there's just he's grown like three inches in the last year. You know. Um, all sorts of potential there. We haven't seen uh, all of it yet, but I think I think he's a really good prospect too. 
Yeah, I, I agree too. And he's he's got very, very good hands. And his sense in the offensive zone is, is quite good. The scouting reports to, to me between uh between him and Green Tree read somewhat similar in the sense, you know, you got that enticing package of, of skill and tool and, and ability, and you see you see flash of it to say, Oh, this guy is gonna be pretty good, but you just need to put it all together, that kind of night in, night out, shift to shift even um at a micro level, get that consistency up a little bit. And, very similar. I, I take him the same way. But again, yeah. very, 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 very skilled. Um, okay. Very, very skilled guy. Now, the last guy. Well, we, got, we, got, uh, we got dogs that need to be fed here. So we're going to have to wrap it up uh, at 20. Um, Bedinka, quickly. Uh, he's been a riser. Um, love love his game. I think he's a great skater. We ha- we both had a good look at him this week. I mean, he's playing in the SHL. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he stands out. His skating stands out at, as a draft eligible in the SHL. So he can um, he can friggin' fly. I I was really really yeah. impressed when I watch him. And and he's again another one. He needs to be reined in a little bit. He's a he can run around a little bit, but he's got he's got the tools that he's probably always been able to. And he doesn't get himself caught or burnt too often. There's yep. some there's some upside here for me with, with this player if, if someone can really work with him and, and hone him in. Now I know we're going to cut it in, in terms of going through it, but just put up. Can you put up 21 to 32 just on the screen so people can, can see, and then and then we'll we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. So Ch- Chernisov out, out of Russia, Jatlachenko out of, out of Guelph, a winger, EJ Emery, big shutdown defenseman out of the U.S. program. Got Ryder Ritchie in the WHL is an offensive winger. Polkinen, big lefty. Out of Finland, Basha, Parasak, both out of the WHL, Jack Pridham. you got a good chunk of skilled wingers here in the 21 to 32 range. Dean Latorio, yep. big 6'5", unicorn, lots of different opinions on him. 6'7", we got to update that. Seven. Six, seven, seven. Seven. Stop Crazy. growing. Stop growing, Dean. That's enough. <laughs> You're big enough. You're good. Uh, Michael Hage. Michael Hage. Out of the USHL, I haven't had a chance to, to watch him very much at all. And then you got Sasha Boisvert, again, out of the USHL. And, and Aaron Kivaharju is a kid who was ranked high early but really hasn't played all season. Yeah. No, we'll uh, we'll go in, we'll go get another chance to get into these guys maybe next show or something. We, yeah. We can, uh, we can expand on it. But we've already gone over the hour mark, and uh, uh, we've got puppies that need to be fed here. So we're going to – we're gonna to have to wrap it up. Hey, and we gotta watch the end of the all important, super, super serious all-star game. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Well, thanks, Grant. I hope uh, Shane, I hope you're not too too upset with me with how I filled in for you today and hope you're enjoying <laughs> your vacation. And Grant, we'll see you next week. Okay. All right, thanks. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.